We of the New Testament Church have God living in us by His Holy Spirit. As we go out or as anyone comes into our house, we should have this feeling of God being with us. And if the person's an enemy of God, they will be scattered from us. We should have the understanding that it is the strength of God that we live and have our being in. For in Him we live and move and have our being. It's the same as the Old Testament on this point, because He went before them and made the crooked places straight. He goes before us and makes the crooked places straight. He's with us all the time to help us, to scatter the enemies, to protect us, to shield us from them. And this is how we go forward with this understanding. Let's read a couple of passages from the Old Testament and apply it to today. First Numbers chapter 10. And they departed from the mount of the Lord three days' journey. And the ark of the covenant of the Lord went before them in the three days' journey to search out a resting place for them. And the cloud of the Lord was upon them by day when they went out of the camp. And it came to pass when the ark set forward, that Moses said, Rise up, Lord, and let thine enemies be scattered, and let them that hate thee flee from before thee. And when it rested, he said, Return, O Lord, unto the many thousands of Israel. Before I ever have anyone into my house, I am praying, God, please have me speak those words that you want me to speak, only those words and nothing else. Invoking God, knowing that he is the one that is putting those words in my mouth when that person comes into my room. Isaiah 45, verse 2, God says, I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. I trust in God to put into my mouth those words that he wants me to speak, to bring to my mind by his Holy Spirit the subjects he wants me to speak. Trusting in God to rise up in me and speak as he wills. 1982 was a particularly difficult year for me. 
I was on radio from coast to coast. God gave me a message. Now the foundation is laid. Now we're really going to move. It wasn't as I expected. I had thousands of people coming to each of my meetings in each radio city. It sounds like it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, doesn't it? Now we're really going to move. A few days later, I was on a plane en route from Hobbs, New Mexico to Dallas. And the Holy Spirit began speaking to me over and over and over, saying, The time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. The time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. The time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. I didn't know what that meant. I knew it was a scripture, but I didn't know what it meant. I was going to learn within the next two days or so. For God began calling to my attention various things that big-time ministers were doing. Big-time radio, TV ministers were doing these things in private. And I knew I had to get a message of correction to these ministers to warn them. How do I get the message to them? They surround themselves with bodyguards, basically, to keep the people away from them. And in their offices, they have people that open their mail, and they don't see it. They scan their mail and throw the letters away by their own will. I sent letters, however, to these ministers. I was pretty well known at that time. I sent them letters saying, this is from a prophet called by God with a message from God. It didn't reach them. The message got thrown away. God brought a scripture to my attention at that time. Paul was speaking. He said, Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. Beware of him. At that point, God showed me to get on my own radio broadcast and name these ministers by name and tell what they had done, which I did do. One of them was Jimmy Swagger. My ad agency was the same agency that Swagger had once been a client of. And my agent told me this. And God used this to get a message to Swagger. There was a time when Swagger only had a handful of people come to his meetings. And he got tired of that. He wanted big audiences. So he hired this ad agency, Michael Ellison Ad Agency. And they told him immediately, oh, we can get you thousands of people instantly to come to your meetings. All you have to do is play more music 
He was a country-western-type piano player. Play more music and speak less of the word of God. Instantly, the numbers changed from 400 to over 2,000. And the message I had for Swaggart was the opposite. Play less music and quit entertaining the people and preach the word of God. Jim Baker, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker were ministers at that time. And with Jim Baker, the message was on the subject of adultery and warnings about adultery and fornication. It turned out, that was 1982, at that time he was committing adultery with the church secretary. She later wrote about it in Playboy magazine. And that was the warning for him at that time. Later, he and Tammy Faye divorced. She remarried, committing adultery, if you remarry like that. Reading the scriptures on that subject, because some of you are shaking your heads right now, well, that's not wrong. He committed adultery against her. Well, let's look at a scripture with has the commandment of the Lord. It would be 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. And unto the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord. Let not the wife depart from her husband. But and if she depart, let her remain unmarried. You could depart, you could leave your husband, but you must remain unmarried. For if you remarry after a divorce, you commit adultery. Says, let her remain unmarried if she does leave or be reconciled to her husband and let not the husband put away his wife. We had a man in our church group who filed papers of divorce against his wife, and I called him immediately as soon as I heard that. And I asked him, was your wife unfaithful to you? There was dead silence. And then he finally said, no. And I said, that's the only scriptural reason for a man to divorce his wife and that is if she is unfaithful. Matthew chapter 5, verse 32. Jesus said, But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, divorce his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery, and whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. So if you divorce your wife for any reason other than fornication, you will be the cause of the adultery that she will commit if she remarries. And the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Now Mark, look at Mark. Chapter 10, 
Start at verse 6. Jesus says, From the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. And they twain shall be one flesh. So then they are no more Two flesh, two people, but one flesh. So how are you going to separate that one flesh? At the time of sexual intercourse, the two become one flesh. Paul tells us that in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, started about verse 15. Paul is warning the men against fornication and he says even if you have sex with a prostitute you become one flesh at the time of sexual intercourse flee fornication every sin that you do is without the body but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body now back to mark 10 and they twain shall be one flesh So then they are no more two, but one. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. In verse 11, Mark chapter 10, And later he said to them, Whosoever shall put away his wife and marry another committeth adultery against her. And if a woman shall put away her husband and be married to another, she committeth adultery. So if you are going to leave your husband, you must remain unmarried. Purpose in your heart, you will not remarry. For if you remarry, you will commit adultery. You have to put all of these scriptures together and have understanding from God to go in a spiritual way. One more scripture, Romans chapter 7, starting at verse 2. For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. Now he's not speaking of the law of Moses, which is sacrificing animals for sins. He's talking about the New Testament law of God for the New Testament church. The woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. Paul is speaking here to the New Testament church, showing them the law of God for the New Testament church. Romans chapter 7, verse 3 now. So then, if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, We have another verse of scripture showing the New Testament church what to do. 
If the woman is widowed, she is free to remarry, but only in the Lord, only someone else who is a Christian. These are New Testament statements for the New Testament church. And this is what we go by today in the church. If we go out to break the laws of God for the New Testament church, do not think God's going to be with you. But we go in the laws of God set up for us in the New Testament Bible. Not the Old Testament Bible. Those are different laws in the New Testament Bible. And we evoke God to go before us. Please don't let me say anything except what you want me to say. Please don't let me do anything except what you want me to do. Going in the way of God, by the will of God, with the strength of God. And knowing that we have that strength in us through God. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today. And now we play for you Tchaikovsky's Symphony Number no. 6, the Royal Concertgebouw Orchestra, Antal Dorati Conductor, from a 1983 recording. <laughs> 